Good morning, Becky. So, um, what's ripening in you? What's ripening in your elderhood? I'm reminded of this story that I've told before about, the, but with a bit of a different slant, different take on it about this beloved rabbi Zuzia. And um, he was such a good person, such a renunciate. He gave everything away. He lived in poverty. People would give him money. He came into quite a bit of money at one point, and he gave it all away. He had a family, and they were all happy to live with him in, in a, a kind of a poverty, but yeah, so a very kind and giving person. And um, had many, many people that followed him, that had faith in him, that trusted him, that loved him. And when he was dying, as the story goes, he was crying. And people asked him, that they were around him, why were you crying, Zuzia? And he said, I'm crying because I'm afraid to meet God. And they said, Zuzia, why would you of all people be afraid to meet God. You, you have such great kindness, like, like the kindness of Abraham. And you have such wisdom, like the wisdom of Moses. And Zuzia said, I'm not afraid that God will ask me, Zuzia, why were you not more like Moses? Why were you not more like Abraham? I'm afraid he will ask me, Zuzia, why were you not more like Zuzia? So coming into our, our own being is something I think can happen in our elderhood. We, tend to identify ourselves with what's out there. And as we age, we realize more and more that what's out there arises and passes, arises and passes. But what doesn't arise and passes something, something within us some kind of home that we can return to. And unveiling this home of ours, maybe the something we can gently do in our elderhood, not achieving something or becoming something special like Moses or Abraham. That's kind of been, uh, that was my practice early, earlier in my life was trying to become something, trying to become a certain state of mind, trying to become enlightened, I suppose. 
Something happened to you, David. I can't hear you anymore. Can people hear me? Yeah. 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 Okay. Can you hear me, Jeannie? There we go. All right, that was the other Jeannie that asked about that. Um, so anyhow, let's let's um let's meditate for a little while and maybe something around this theme of ripening into who we truly are. So having a uh, somewhat erect, comfortable posture. And maybe taking a couple of deep breaths. And um, I recommend this uh, as a relaxation. Uh, sometimes, even before bed. Um, I don't know. To take a couple of very deep inhales, and then on the exhale, just let all the tension, all the holding, release. And that releasing exhale tends to kick in the sympathetic nervous system and helps us relax even more. And relaxing the shoulders, relaxing the neck, the throat, letting the muscles of the face melt letting the brain soften and letting the heart melt and dropping into the body, aware of the arms, the upper arms and lower arms and hands. Aware of your strong upright back. Aware of your hips and your seat being pulled down by gravity, your thighs, legs, calves, feet on the floor. And the rise and the fall of the breath 
pulling you in to the body, pulling you into yourself. And just relaxing, just being yourself. Not trying to impress anybody, become anything special, being defined by anything that's out there. We've had so many years of experience of seeing how what's out there arises in our minds, remains in our minds, and then dissolves into our minds. It happens all the time. Every aspect of our experience throughout our history and even right now in this present moment. The sensations of the body that you were just experiencing Where are they now? What you were feeling a little while ago. Where is it now? What you were feeling yesterday. Maybe some affliction arose in you. Some doubt, fear, anger, jealousy, something that is pretty unpleasant, but where is it now? These afflictions, that arise from our, we call it the Alaya Vinyana, the, it's like a consciousness, a subconsciousness that holds all the seeds of our karma and these, something waters a seed of low self-esteem and it, sprouts <laughs> but then it uh, it may remain for a little while but then it's gone dissolves back into the ocean of being
the wide, vast, shoreless ocean. where thoughts arrive like ripples in the water and dissolve back into the water. All of our experience tells us we are not our thoughts. We're not our feelings. We're not even our bodies. We're not our sense perceptions. All these come and go, come and go, rising and dissolving into the ocean of being. We don't have to do anything, be anything. There's no place to go. Just be yourself. How nice. what is always here this presence is always here this open Awareness that knows It knows what is here. It's within us. And it's always been here with us. It's just, well, the Buddha said when he was enlightened, he described it as Luminous. This clarity. 
they describe it as natural, just natural being. <clears throat> they said it was, it is profound. Peaceful. So of thoughts arise, maybe distract you from what is here. Don't worry about it, it's just ripples in the ocean of your being on the surface of the mind. And then relax and return to what's truly here. That's truly warm, truly accepting, truly kind, allowing, open. This awareness doesn't turn anything away. There may be some aversion on the surface of the mind to some experience, to some feeling, to some affliction, but the awareness is aware of the aversion. Like a mother holding all our experiences with kindness and love and compassion. This love is intrinsic to us, it's innate. It's a quality of awareness. It's part of our riches. That we can experience in our elderhood. More fully. When we're not grasping so much, trying so hard. Just content to be. This isn't a meditation where we're trying to become something. not meditating at all, just being ordinary, home,
this is the time of our lives where we can just relax and into our own radiance. and be less bothered knowing how these illusions of self always dissolve. And we can always choose to remain in this Okay, thank you. Dolphin, um, our connection to people and friends and that kind of thing. Yeah. More so than uh, material things, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. We didn't talk about this in our group, but the the um, what the gentleman just said uh, raises for me how much letting go there is in this time of life, and I that it you know I mean, he mentioned friends. Uh, but there's so much else, the, the physical capacities that we've had, the identities that we've had in, in our work or in our families or whatever. It does seem to me that those things uh, dissolve uh, little by little by little all the time. And how is that for you, that dissolving process? How does that feel for you? Sometimes it's okay, and sometimes I really grieve the loss. Yeah. I'm trying to um, school myself to accept that the the changes, and that they are that while they feel like losses, all these things, life is a movement and a process, and. One just must be part of it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Becky. Thank you. Someone else? I think our, our group, um, several things came up around this time of life, uh, mentioning, you know, sensing loss, which, and, uh, and how to, to be with that, you know, maybe cultivating patience, you know, how inner patience, and uh, also the, the gift of um, the inner practices, you know, of of uh, just really connecting, um, going back to, you know, being 
present and aware of um, what's here. And also that sense in ripening doesn't happen quickly, <laughs> often, unless it's, you know, your banana on the, <laughs> on the counter and it's too warm. But generally, it's a, it's a slower, quiet inner process. And yeah. it comes sort of being with it. So, you know, the looking at, at uh, patience and openness and sort of kindness around this time. Yeah, great. Yeah. To be patient with this. Yeah. It takes time. Two things that yeah, yeah, two things that came up in um, in our group that really resonated with me. One's a little humorous, but I liked it, <laughs> and that is uh, the bucket list has changed from maybe travel and doing all this stuff to relationships and having more meaningful relationships. And I really liked that. I thought that was uh, very powerful. And then the other one was the different lives uh, that we have lived. Like when we were, you know, young and then maybe in our 20s, we were one kind of a person. In our 30s, we changed into someone else in the 40s and 50s, 60s, 70s. And what I read, I realized, too, is, you know, I'm maybe not done. Maybe there's even more of me to come yet which is kind of exciting, right? Because I, I feel so much more grounded now, more wisdom. You know, I care about people more now. And I just, I, I think that's just really exciting and uh, very beautiful. Yeah. yeah, there's, it makes sense that there is so much more, <laughs> so much more to come. Exciting. So um, I shared with my group that what is uh, really up for me right now is just yesterday, um, the husband of a very dear friend, one of my former co-workers, um, who I've I've known her for over 40 years, but her husband just died yesterday after a very mm-hmm. short illness. And um, so for me, it's what is up right now is just really a sense of um, love and compassion. And um, in one way, a desire of being, being able to be close to her when she's in another state right now and um, having a lot to do Um so as I age, it just, it feels like the relationships become a lot more important, just certain close relationships. And um, uh, in our group, we also talked about how these days it seems like we're going to more funerals than weddings. Yeah. 
but I, I, I love these small groups. They're, they're very rich and it's always wonderful to hear other people's perspectives. Mm -hmm. So I hear love in everybody, everybody's and how, you know, losses happen. There's grief, but there's always love and how healing, how, um, pervasive in our being and in, in our and our in every cell this love can be and how how healing and how we can grow more and more into love but not trying to be a certain conceptual love but just the allowing the accepting the openness the awareness that has a kind of a love or kindness that can heal us. We touched on that, that aspect of just having a simpler life that, um, you know, being older off um, made possible that uh, we had more time to, just more time and more space in our life to um, be present to a, to do what we really felt was valuable and and gave us time to cultivate our um, our practice and and enjoy um, enjoy being present and, and enjoy the simple simple things in life instead of having to rush around and take care of our career and our our family so much and um i think that was um something we all felt was a wonderful aspect of getting older and also to be learning things about ourselves about you know forgiving ourselves and developing a self-compassion which helped to lead to compassion for other people is something that we were not necessarily familiar with until we had um, this opportunity at at this point in our life to, to develop. Great. Yeah. Go ahead. I would also mention one, one thing that I've experienced. I don't, it wasn't really mentioned in the group, but I've noticed there'll be periods where I feel the sense of being bored And, and, I think I was really curious because we have all this rich experience. And then sometimes I'll just feel like so bored. And I'm thinking about, yeah, there was, there were days, you know, when I, I didn't have time to do things, you know, and when I was working and, you know, the schedule jammed and everything. And now it feels like, I feel like self-criticism of like, I, I, the idea that I could be bored, I feel like, I'm not proud of that. And but it's it's that sense of like um that it's kind of scary to, to feel that yeah, that you could waste your time being bored and life would offer you, you know, not offer you enough entertainment <laughs> or whatever. But I think it's it's just something to work with, that sense of you need to be entertained or you need your life cluttered or you need you know, the stuff in your life. And 
So I, that's what I'm kind of working with. Boredom <laughs> is a luxury now. <laughs> I, I, um, I don't know if this is exactly what I tried to express during our group session, but one of the things that's occurred to me as a result of listening to you all during this time is that I, I find myself less perfectionistic, less judgmental. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I say less intentionally because I don't mean to suggest that I'm totally <laughs> judgmental. Right? But, but it, it has to do with acceptance, acceptance of the way things are, the way people are, the way, mm-hmm. and, and not having to judge other people in the sense of, you know, Said correct or down or some such thing. Yeah, it it opens. It just opens up things. It it makes the world and my experience much broader, much more um, satisfying, and enriches the relationships. To not have that kind of judging to be part of relationships to the extent possible. And it, and it really, fundamentally, it's attached to the idea of, of radical acceptance, trying to really think about accepting things as they are and living in the present with those. That came up in our group a lot to that, that point of uh, acceptance and jet and, and, and being aware of judgments and just letting them go. Um, and I'm finding, too, that allowing time, some of you have been talking about that, is just so important for exploring my own self-judgments and, and uh, valuing mindfulness just more and more, awareness um, uh, to the point of just contacting uncomfortable feelings, which sometimes takes a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, I reached a point where I just was finally able to see, feel what I was clinging to, um, which was, in, in a word, approval. Um, <laughs> and, and just being able to feel that to the point of tears or what it was leading me to and, and how important it, it is to have compassion arise and which it does more easily when I'm really contacting that emotion um, and, then, and then spreading to others as, as part of that process. Because um, so I think a lot of us go go through just wanting to be seen in a certain way um, in order to let that go I, I you know I can see I really need to feel it and, and uh, it seems like a luxury to have the time to, to explore these things more so those are tears of self-compassion yes I want to I want to be free from this I really want to be free from this. Shanti Deva said, 
that we should look on all human beings with loving eyes, <laughs> big order, tall order. That's uh, something they, like what Bill, something like what Bill was saying. Yeah. Excuse me. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead, Steve. Please. Oh, I, I was just going to add in the for the conversation for me. It's uh, uh, daily practice of attention. I don't want to go around distracted. I want to be. I want to experience my life force. You know, be be and. Uh, what helps me is just kind of repeat, repeat, repeat. Uh, come back to it. When I'm away from it, just kind of open up. It's like in my meditation and I start thinking about something. Just let it go and come back into the reality of the day, you know, reality of the moment. And uh, it, it, it gets discouraging sometimes, but then if I just keep at it, keep at it, it's kind of like meditation. After a while, there's a higher level of, of living there, higher level of appreciation. So my practice isn't just a sitting practice. It's throughout the day, trying to be, a, be uh, used by attention in a, in a disciplined manner. Yeah. Our, 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 our practice on the cushion won't do us a bit of good. Unless we uh, take it into our lives. That's the point. Taking yeah, it I, into our lives. Reality. I'm sorry there's a delay. I, I can't think. My, my my words aren't reality. But I can surely connect with it, you know, uh, uh, holistically. Yeah. Non-dualistically, yes. Great. Well, um. This is a wonderful discussion. I'm sure everyone here has something beautiful to say. The, um, the Buddha of the future <laughs> is Maitreya Buddha in Buddhist lore. And uh, Maitreya Buddha is the Buddha of love. So Maybe that's something we could hope for that we didn't hope for before, that we could become, each of us could become a, grow into a Maitreya Buddha. So let's take a, a break now. And then um, we've gone a long time, but we, I can't wait to hear what Fiona, Fiona always has such beautiful, beautiful heart and, and such beautiful words come out of her beautiful heart. So she'll, she'll be, talking with us when we return and uh it's 12 12 11 now how about aim for 12 20 is that okay please try to arrive back at 12 20 so we have time to there's you know there's a lot more to be accomplished here today <laughs> I remember that image as I sat with it, how it got more and more beautiful, the simplicity of this form. Simplicity. It wasn't flamboyant. It wasn't eye-catching. There was no fragrance. It was just its very simple self. 
So I think that's what arose for me in this idea of ripening. And, and what that allows, I was mentioning to David, you know, we are all now moving into this coming week of Thanksgiving and gratitude and all the different forms in the commercial forms of expressing gratitude or not. How to look at this time of our life, this, this ripening of our inner lives, of what this allows us to feel in gratitude. What kind of gratitude arises out of this time, this ripening in our lives? Um, sort of a deeper sense of gratitude because simplicity of things. Someone mentioned earlier, you're not, not the things that one needs to accumulate. Uh, but the gratitude, what we can see, I, I thought maybe we could just spend time very quietly in our small groups, really looking deeply. What is it that we can truly, deeply, authentically feel grateful for in our hearts and how we can share or express that in this day or with the people that we'll be meeting and spending time with. Maybe it's just our presence, but I think it's worth uh, taking the time now, maybe for 15 minutes in our small group, to just deeply look at what is this that we are in this ripeness of our elderhood as we cultivate it, what can we authentically, deeply, heartfelt gratitude? How can we feel and express this? So, David, would you like to put us into small groups for 15 minutes and then we'll be with Michael and his final. David, how do I join your group? Did I miss it? You're muted, David. I will get you into groups. I'll, I'll do that. Um, Thank you, David. Yeah. And, and this are your... Sh- oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Thank you. Yeah.
Um, hi, David. I was I was all of a sudden alone in the room. I didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, let me uh, let me move you. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on here, um, Christine. Uh, you're you're not showing up. That's strange. <clears throat> yeah, because there was a couple there when I tuned in, and then they left suddenly, and then the other people that were with me the yeah. first meeting. I know, see. There was, yeah, there was a group there. We were groups. It was a man and a woman, and then a single woman, and they are all gone. So I don't know exactly what happened. <clears throat> mm. Gosh, day. I'm sorry. I. I... I, I can't do it. I, I uh, this is never. <clears throat> That's strange. So what happened to the couple that I was in? Because they said, oh, we're only three of us. Um, was it a man and wife? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I see. I, I got you now. Okay. <clears throat> okay. There you go. Okay. Let me just hold on just a second. Here we go. 